Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, another wild week. What else could it be with Donald Trump as our president? Uh, he's been involved in several matters. We'll cover a few of them tonight. Uh, it's also election time. Are we getting ready for 2020? The Democratic candidates for the presidency are announcing. We're seeing them on TV every day. And we also, tomorrow is the beginning, I say this with a smile on my face, of March Madness. Great basketball, folks, for about three weeks now. I love this. I absolutely love it. I hope my team Syracuse does not embarrass themselves and they go a little bit into it. Anyhow, so it's uh, been a wild week, and it's going to be a further wild week with the basketball thrown in. Tonight, tonight, we're going to visit Washington, Venezuela, Brazil, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and going back to days of old, Mount Vesuvius, uh, the volcano that erupted, Pompeii. We're going to be talking about the city of Pompeii, hopefully that I have enough time and I can get to Pompeii. All right, I want to start tonight with uh, John McCain and Donald Trump. Why Donald Trump dislikes this man, despises this man, I don't know. He, he, he's an American war hero, a genuine American war hero. No bullshit about John McCain, whereas there's a tremendous amount of bullshit about our president. John McCain did not have, quote, bony spurs, unquote. He went and fought and spent almost six years in the Vietnamese prisoner of war camp. Now, he keeps picking on McCain. I don't understand, Donald. What you do... And this is this comes as uh, an admonition, let's say, from way back. Let the dead lie. I repeat, let the dead lie. Trump could never hold a candle to John McCain. Maybe that's why he knocks him. He knows he's inadequate compared to him. Uh, but it's just too much, and he should stop. Uh, I can't even. You know what bothers me more? At the uh, CPAC meeting last week. When Trump knocked John McCain, people cheered, and a bunch of them stood up and clapped. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a crazy fringe in this country uh, that's either been created and or encouraged by Trump, and this is, an, this is an example of it. Moving on, I want to talk about son-in-law and daughter, Gerard Kushner and Ivanka. Uh, a book has been written about them. It hit the stands today. It's available in bookstores. It's available on Amazon and on Barnes and & Noble. And this morning I was fortunate to catch a TV show where the author was being interviewed. Her name is Vicki Ward. She has written before. The name of the book is Kushner, Inc. Kushner, Inc. Colon. Greed, Ambition, Corruption. I repeat. Kushner, Inc. Greed, ambition, corruption. Uh, some interesting things. Uh, first of all, on the Internet today, I came across a lengthy excerpt from the book, which I read. It was lengthy, quite lengthy. And in there, Ivanka Trump was saying, as she was being interviewed, and this was in quotes. I don't have the quotes here, but I have the essence of her comments, uh, that her family is building an autocracy they are going to be a political dynasty family 
because it won't just be Donald Trump who is president, his children will be presidents and his relatives, et cetera, et cetera, down the line for many years to come. Uh, if that's the case, then I got to move. I got to get out of the country. I can't believe that would ever happen here. Uh, Bushes, they are not. Okay, that's simple. Bushes, they are not. Or the Adams family, John Adams and John Quincy Adams, going back about 230, 220 years. Uh, so I didn't like that. Uh, the author quoted her. You know, the, the author, this is a quote from the excerpt I read, and this is the, what the author wrote. And I quote, most people go into government for public service. I repeat, most people go into government for public service. They do seem to have gone in for self-service. They do seem to have gone in for self-service, and it probably is that way. Look how many times Kushner lied on all these documents he had to sign about his background, who he owed money to, and so forth, who he had meetings with. Uh, I don't know where Ivanka was in Europe a month ago. They laughed at her at some conference. Uh, the, I think whatever corruption, whatever bad things, whatever evil exists in number one, Donald Trump, I think runs down to his family and the in-laws. Uh, all bad people. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. Now I'm going to stay with uh, an issue called, <laughs> you're going to love this one, Trump said when he put out his budget about 10 days, two weeks ago, his proposed budget, that Medicare had to be cut. Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And Medicare had to be cut because of the graft, corruption, and waste involved in Medicare. I repeat, the graft, corruption, and waste involved in Medicare. Let me tell you how things work. In this budget, he also increased uh, the military budget by 100 by about $200 billion. It's now around $750 billion. The fiscal end to January 1, it runs from October 1 to September 30th. So September is the last month in the government's budget. And here's what happens, and this is horrible. I'm going to give you examples of waste, graft, and corruption. Uh, if there's any money left in the budget in September, the various agencies who have these allotments or allocations spend it. God forbid they give the money back or they're honest and say, I got some money left over. Uh, that would be horrible because the next year when they apply for grants, they're not going, or monies rather, they're not going to get the same amount of money because you didn't need it all in the previous year. Follow me? You didn't spend it all, you don't need it all. So we're not going to give you 200 grand again, for example. We're going to give you 150. That's a no no. You spend the money. I repeat, you spend it. You use it or you lose it. I repeat, you use it or you lose it. So let's go to the Pentagon. For the month of September, just last year, not even a year ago, September 2018, the Pentagon budget was something like $500 billion, $550 billion. There was $197 billion. That's 40% of the budget. Is that right? 20, 10, 20? That's 40% of the budget. There's 40% of the budget is uh, their monies. They got left. They haven't spent it. That's a lot of money. And we're increasing the military budget, by the way, another $200 billion to 750 But they had $197 billion at, uh, in September. They had to spend it. So here's where they, how, some of the things they spent the money in. And if it bothers you, it should. It bothers me. 
the Pentagon spent $4.6 million on lobster tails and crab. $4.6 million on lobster tails and crab. That's terrible. (laughs) That's horrible. Uh, In the last two days of September, they were in real trouble, the Pentagon, because they still had $53.3 billion left that they had it spent. So they really had to get get rid of money fast. What a horrible problem. We should all have this problem with our household budgets. Anyhow, here's some other things they they spent money on in the month of September to make sure they used all their money up. $9,341, I repeat, $9,341 for a Wexford office chair, one Wexford office chair. Now, I don't know what a Wexford is, but, boy, that has to be one hell of a chair for $9,000. Whoever spent $9,000 on an office chair? They also, and this is, this is gonna, this, you're going to laugh at the next one. It's going to gall you, but you're going to laugh. For one foosball table, you know what a foosball table is? For one foosball table, and somebody had to make money on this. Somebody had to get a kickback. $11,816. How's that, folks? $11,816. Uh, now, pianos. They spent $258,901. I repeat, $258,901 on pianos. A lot of pianos. They, I don't know, maybe they sent them. I don't know where they sent them, but that's all the pianos they bought. They blew through the cash. They spent all of $197 billion. Aren't you proud of them? They're terrific. They know how to spend money. And they talk about graft, corruption, and waste in Medicare. Give Medicare the monies that you spent in September, $197 billion, that you wasted and threw away. It's terrible. Now, I want to talk about Donald and Venezuela. Venezuela is in the news, uh, terribly in the news. Uh, He wants to go to war with Venezuela. Understand, Trump wants to go to war with Venezuela. I think he wants to do it for two reasons, not one. One, he wants the oil. Venezuela has the largest oil reserves in the world. He wants that oil. He wants the United States to be able to control that oil. But I also think, because all presidents are like this, it seems. They want to be war presidents. I think he wants to invade a country and take it over so he can show, you know, he's a macho guy. He's a big, tough guy. And Venezuela is probably an easy company, country to take over, though they have a vast army. Uh, whatever. This past week, Pompeo, our distinguished Secretary of State, who's as bad as Donald Trump, if not worse, uh, pulled all the United States diplomatic personnel out of Venezuela. Pulled all our diplomats out of Venezuela. This, historically, has been a prelude to invasion, a prelude to war. Now... For real or not, this is what he did. China's President Xi, in a speech last year, uh, said something that was very interesting. Uh, and the guy's got to be smart. I mean, you know, he's got all these people, and he's, he's controlling his government. He's a despot. He's a dictator and everything else. Uh, but he made a very genuine observation about our country. He said, we had wasted money on wars over the years. And instead of spending that money on wars, okay, we should have spent it on infrastructure 
and other things important to our people, not wars. Correct things within our country, not outside of our country. Now, we are in 17 wars right now, yes? We are in 17 different wars in varying degrees across the world. What the hell are we doing in 17 wars? We don't belong in, I bet you, one, two, or three maybe. The rest are bullshit. What are we doing in these places? All right. Uh, the people we have to worry about, the, the war, the person, the country we should be concerned with, it's not Venezuela for a war. But let me say this. Russia and China are united on Venezuela. Putin is not going to allow Trump to get the oil reserves. Guaranteed. No question about it. And that could be a sign for war. Uh, for real war. Uh, he wants the oil reserves. In fact, and he's got the ba he backs Maduro. Maduro backs Putin. Just this past week. See, the oil is controlled by a state oil company state. That means the state owns the oil company. The state oil company moved its offices. The Venezuelan state oil company moved its offices from Venezuela to Moscow. Now, that says a lot. Uh, that says very much. I want to stay with Pompeo for a minute. Uh, by the way, Venezuela isn't worth the war, not for them or for us. And I, I just believe that because Putin's against Trump, that the war will not occur, though Putin's making a lot of noise, just like he did with the southwest border. They're coming, you know, 1,000, 2,000, whatever the number was. Uh, these people are coming, the immigrants, and he sent the army down and everything else. What have you heard about this in the last month or two? Nothing. He didn't get the money. <laughs> Nothing's heard. And do you see anybody invading our country in the Southwest? <laughs> do you see thousands of people trying to climb over the barbed wire? Uh, he creates problems. And then if he doesn't win, he backs off. And that's the end of it. But in the meantime, he caused tremendous pain and suffering. Pompeo, he said this week, with dismay, he thought it was terrible and it was obvious that Russia and Cuba are propping up Venezuela's Maduro. Of course they are. <laughs> Maduro is their guy. It, that's just the way things are, and they're supporting him. Russia and Cuba support Maduro. Now, the United States is openly supporting Maduro's opponent, <laughs> okay, who thinks he was legally elected. He wasn't. He was illegally elected by a Congress. And so what's happening here? They, you know, Venezuela's got Russia and Cuba. This upstart's got the United States. And what really Pompeo was doing is the old adage of the pot calling the kettle black. The pot calling the kettle black. Now we're going to stay with Donald Trump a little bit more. Not much more. This may be uh, one of my last issues on him. Today was a big day historically in Washington, D.C., in fact, it was a day of such consequence in the minds of certain demented people, such as John Bolton. He said, see, today, the president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, visited Trump at the White House. He said, and I quote John Bolton, an historic opportunity. What the hell, historic opportunity? <laughs> All right? There's no, no reason for us to... We shouldn't 
join with them in any fashion that suggests we would go to war with them or they'd be helpful to us or anything else. Uh, let's talk about the new president, Bolsonaro. He was elected in January. Uh, he and Trump are birds of a feather. In fact, in Brazil, Bolsonaro is described as the Trump of the tropics. Isn't that beautiful? The Trump of the of the tropics. What is he? He's a fascist. Okay. He he attacks already the LGBTQ community. He attacks women all the time. He attacks people of color all the time. He's only been in office since January 1. These are the devastating things he's doing. He also has curtailed personal rights of Brazil citizens immensely. Uh, he has privatized all public services. And this, is, this next one is horrible, too. One of the most horrible, perhaps. The Amazon forest. Natural most natural, huge development in the world, uh, God's land, et cetera, et cetera. He is commercializing the Amazon already. He says we're wasting money. There's money in the Amazon. So he has let contracts go to lumber companies who already are cutting down acres and acres and miles and miles of trees in the Amazon so the lumber can be sold. He has also made arrangements with various mining companies because it is believed the Amazon has tremendous minerals beneath the earth, okay? He's destroying the Amazon because he says we should make the money. What the hell? Why leave it sitting there? Uh, well, he's visiting today with Trump from every indication via the news media. Everything was kumbaya. These two guys love each other. They're birds of a feather. They are despots. <laughs> they, they're white supremacists. They are Duarte. Uh, they are Putin. They are Kim. They're the president in uh, Turkey. They're China's eye. And Trump loves this. And this Bolsonaro, he loves it too, apparently, because Trump's his buddy. Now there's two of them together. These are the men who are going to rule the world. You know what they remind me of? And I'm, I'm old enough to remember this, all right? They remind me of Hitler, Mussolini, and Tojo during World War II. They were going to control and dominate the world. And that's what these guys think they're going to do when they all get together. Um, let me say this to you also. It appears that the people of Brazil, even those who helped him get elected, his base, okay, are unhappy with the Amazon forest, and they are unhappy, and this is the item they are most unhappy about, Bol and Zaro getting tight with Donald Trump. They do not believe it will be healthy. Their country does not need Donald Trump. It has always survived. It has not had major problems. What the hell do we need the United States and Trump for? So they are opposed to the situation. Let me talk about Yemen. Yemen, big time more. You see the pictures every day. You see emaciated babies. The ribs showing. I mean, they're all bone. And people dead. Uh, Yemen's been under siege. I don't even know how long. I can't recall. They're suffering a fantastic famine, okay? People die in large numbers every day. And the world stands by and does nothing. And who is leading this onslaught on Yemen? Our friend. Saudi Arabia, Trump's friend, Saudi Arabia. 
Saudi Arabia bombs the hell out of Yemen each and every day. And what do you think they're dropping on Yemen? They're dropping American bombs. We manufacture the bombs and get them to Saudi Arabia. They go in Saudi Arabia's planes to bomb Yemen. Our, play, our bombs are killing all these people. We don't even talk about it. It's wrong. He shouldn't be doing it. Congress should do something about this. Uh, this is ridiculous. We're sitting back, the whole world's sitting back while Yemen's being destroyed. Uh, and it's our bombs that are doing it. We're all done with Donald, <laughs> okay? Did you know there is a second sexual revolution? I was shocked to read this. I, I mean, I, I know we have sex is an ongoing thing over the years, hundreds of years, centuries. Uh, but there's now a second sexual re revolution. The first one I lived through. I was a young adult, 1960s and 1970s. You know, uh, this is the the time, the 60s and 70s, when the women really moved out and gained their rights and their independence from their husbands and men. They became people in their own right that could work, succeed, and do things. God bless them. It was also the time of the birth control pill. And sex was crazy because women now could have sex like men. This is the way it was. I was there. They could have sex like men and not worry about getting pregnant. Because their great fear was not that they were violating God's law. Their great fear was they were going to get pregnant. And so it was the first sexual revolution. Well, a report came out, a study that we are now into our second sexual revolution. And here's why. This is fantastic. Uh, hope springs eternal. Uh, a study was done. 25% of the people, 85 or older, are having sex big time. 25% of the people over 85 are having sex big time. They describe in this article the women as horny old babes and the men as dirty old men. I, I, I got to laugh as I'm talking about this. But old people have sex. I guess there's hope for me. I'm 83. I got to wait two more years. But we're into a sexual revolution, and I think it's healthy. It's good. God bless these people. Reparations for blacks, an issue that has been coming up infrequently over the years and it's now coming up, has come up frequently in the last month or two. Uh, there's a movement amongst some Congress people also that we should pay blacks reparations for, the, for slavery. The time their people spent in slavery, we've got to spend money to their descendants or black people or what because they, we were once slaves in this country. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to give the blacks, they were slaves. What the hell were the Chinese on the West Coast for so many years? They were treated like garbage also, okay? And I'm going to tell you something else. Prejudice in varying degrees exists. You don't have to be a slave. But the Irish that came over and the Italians that followed, I can tell you about prejudice on the Italian side. Non-comparable, not compared to slavery. Slavery is even worse. But reparation, if we're going to do for one, let's do for all. Uh, I just oppose to it. It doesn't make sense to me. And you talk about ill will and ill feeling. Boy, is this going to create it. John Kennedy and Barack Obama agreed with my position, or I'm agreeing with their position, I guess. Kennedy said, and I quote, 
I don't think we can undo the past. He was against reparations. He said, I don't think we can undo the past. Barack Obama said, it's wrong, and I quote, to take a big chunk of the nation's resources over a long period of time to make it right, to make that right, to make slavery right. To take a big chunk of the nation's resources over a long period of time to make that right. I'm against it. I'm going to get some negative comments on this, I know, but I, I just can't see it. Uh, they're doing well. They're going to do better. Their kids are going to do better. That's the way it is in this country. It's taking them a little longer, though. Why, I don't know, and I don't understand. Now I want to talk briefly about the college admission scandal, college admission scandal. Uh, oh, my God. Hard to believe. <laughs> Parents who want their children to go to the best colleges like Yale, Stanford, and the University of Southern California uh, are paying from the time their kids are either freshmen or seniors in high school anywhere from a half a million dollars to a $1.2 million to get their children in these schools and the way they do it. Some guy started a company several years ago. I'll get your kids in. And there are sports because there are all kinds of sports today, uh, that people don't play that much. So you don't have that many stars or very good players to give scholarships to. And you've got the scholarship money waiting, and you want them on your team and everything else. Forget the money. You want them on your team. So he, what he would do is have the children apply to play soccer. A girl never was on a soccer team in her life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, play tennis. Some kid never played tennis in his life. And the school would say, oh, we need another tennis player. Look, and he'd make up. They got, they won this. They won that. We'll have to take him because of this. Marks were immaterial. Marks immaterial. And now it's been discovered. People are going to go to jail. I mean, the million two, I forget what school it was. Out of the million two, two daughters were, were guaranteed seats at one of the big schools. The guy who runs this company that put it all together kept 800000 and he gave, I forget, it was a soccer coach or something, $400,000. Uh, it's wrong. I don't even have to say it's wrong. It's wrong on its face. People will go to jail. Uh, it's a, it was a scam. It meant, though, that the children of the wealthy would get into schools and the children of the middle class and the poor would have less of an opportunity. You get into college on merit, on grades. If you're an athlete, you better be a hell of a basketball or football player. You're not going to get in. Okay, it's just the way it is, and that's the way it should be. Michael Snyder is a Canadian blogger who I respect. He writes about three blogs a week. I read them. I don't always agree with him. He can be far out on occasion, and then he's very conservative. But he said, and I quote, referring to the United States, is a sick nation and getting sicker by the day, is a sick nation and getting sicker by the day, that they would get involved, our people would get involved something, with something like these college admissions uh, situations. And, and he also said, today we are neither moral nor religious, which is interesting. And he was referring to something John Adams, our second president, said, who said, and I quote, Follow my words. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Well, what these, these coaches and this guy are doing, the parents, is moral, not moral, and it's not religious. 
And that's probably one of the problems in our country. Look, you got a president who's immoral. We have a president that's evil. If he can do something wrong, why can't I? If he can get away with it, why can't I? And this is one of the examples of what occurs. Now, I'm running out of time. I wanted to tell you about Pompeii, but I don't have enough time to tell you about Pompeii, uh, unfortunately. I don't have enough time to tell you about Pompeii. So we'll tell you about Pompeii next week. Uh, let me say this, though. I, I'm glad you joined me again tonight. I love doing this show. I keep saying that every week. You have to excuse me. I'm like a broken record. I really love preparing for this show. Preparation is an all-day event for this show, by the way. I enjoy preparing for it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy sharing my thoughts. I enjoy the feedback I get from many of those who listen. Some agree with me. Some disagree with me. Some call me an asshole. Uh, not, not many, but they do. And some say, no, oh, you're right on. But whatever it is, I'm glad to share my thoughts because this is what we got to do in this country is an exchange of ideas and thoughts. Anyhow, thank you for joining me again. Please return next week. Ask your friends to listen. Good night.